We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Daryl, writer. Welcome to the show, buddy. I'm with you. On which one? Got Philly's best over there. Yeah, I like... I just... Yeah, doesn't do much for me. Because Andrew Barry uh, was in that organization, I feel like we're going to be linked to every Philly free agent. Yep. Like, okay, I like Fletcher Cox, but is he, should he be your second best interior or your best defensive uh, line or second best defensive lineman? Should, you know, like Javon Hargrave's 30. I do love me some Chauncey Gardner Johnson, though. It's like Eric Mangini found every former Jet and Patriot he could find, find, and he brought them to Cleveland, and they won nine games in two years. Remember Brett Ratliff? <laughs> oh, I, I still remember. So they, they trade down from five to, like, 17, and Eric Mangini was like, this is a guy who had just traded Kellen Winslow for a second-round pick. He had liquidated the entire roster. And Eric Mangini's like, I'm not going to accept any other picks from New York because I only want Abe Elam, Jason Trusnick, and Brett Ratliff. He went, he dropped 12 spots in the draft for three guys that couldn't make the roster with the New York Jets. Brought in eight. Remember Abe Elam? Oh, my. And actually, Abe Elam, decent ball player. But when that's the best player in the trade, you done messed up, Sonny Jim. David Bowens. Oh, oh there were so, and, and not just that, because like I mentioned Jason Trusnick, because then the, the thing was, well, Mangini traded for these guys. Right. So he thinks Brett Rat- Ratliff can be a starter. There have been 97 quarterbacks that have played for the Cleveland Browns since uh, 1999. I don't think Brett Ratliff ever got into a game. They were juggling Colt McCoy and, oh, my God, who started the season? I think it was an, uh, another um, – was it another – What year? Uh, 2009. 2009, uh, Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn, yeah. They, they literally started everybody except the guy they traded for going from the fifth pick to the, tw- the, the 17th pick. Was I, that – I still haven't gotten over the dynamic duo of Mohamed Massaqua and Brian Robisky. All right, I don't think I've ever been stung by a draft prospect as much as I wanted to love David Vacune. Yes. Like you wouldn't believe. And dude couldn't get on the field for a team that started the season like either 1-10 or 0-11. Yeah. Uh, or, or actually, no, you know what? Nate Orchard. <laughs> I loved me some Nate Orchard, and I was so upset when he just couldn't. It just didn't happen, and I just I was so upset because I loved him at Utah. He was and, such an ass kicker at Utah. And then they brought in like Scott Fujita. 
Uh, you know, they, they drafted TJ Ward the following year. Now, that's when the big show came to town with his umbrella drinks and riding the Harley. Uh, uh, you forgot. Then we went on the Philly run. We went from the Jets run because then we yeah. got Scott, uh, Chris Gokong. Yeah, Chris Gokong. We got, we got uh, Shelton uh, Brown. Sheldon Brown. Oh, if you ever played for the Eagles, then all of a sudden. Except for me. Ooh. Coy Francis working opposite of Joe Hayden. Who can forget those legendary right, days? Here's the best part because we're talking about the 2009 draft. Don Carey ended up being like the skint best draft prospect. Yeah. And the Browns lost him. He became a special teams ace else with the Detroit Lions. Oh. <laughs> Is that the moment? Like, I've always tried to like trace the moment where the Browns went from, all right, you're not good. Like you're, you know, you you you're the turnover hurts you. You know, you're just not you're not having consistent success. Where they went from that to being dumpster fire. I kind of feel like the Mangini era and the way that went down to Holmgren, I kind of feel like that year and a half stretch is where they went from just bad to just plain old dumpster fire. Yeah, and then of course the the transition to the Haslam's kind of actually made it worse. Uh because they were obviously when they bought the team, they were bringing in their own people anyway. So uh, you know, Pat Shermer can never get the, the footing uh, with Holmgren that he was expecting to get here. He got jettisoned uh, in the second year of Holmgren's rebuild in the post-Mangini rebuild that had followed <laughs> the Romeo Cornell, Phil Savage. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so that from 2010 to 2013, that's when the match on the dumpster fire got lit. And then it turned into the four alarm fire in 2013, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Because really- of Joe uh, block your ass banner. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Banner blocked, uh, Are you blocked, blocked people by, better. Uh, Joe Banner, Daryl? Um, I'd have to check. He's called me out a few times on Twitter uh, for no. things that I've uh, tweeted. For having opinions uh, that are different than his? No. Yeah, he's used the, you're better than that, or at least I thought you were, like, your parents would use, right? You're better than that, Nick, or at least I thought you were. That's worse than just, you're better than that. Right, yeah. Because the, I thought you were, means you really let him down. Right, exactly. Then right. the guilt, that's that's the guilt trip. That's what that is. So, Daryl, I'm, I'm curious to get your perspective on this, because. And no, I'm not. Uh, never. Never I, I, better than that. I just checked. So uh, I was thinking about how the Browns have actually had good players. Like right now, I think the Browns have a bunch have of good, good play- players. Yeah, they have good players now. they got a good roster now. Not but complete, like, but it's a good roster. But like, I think the criticism is, like, this is the first time they've had this much upper echelon talent. Correct. With Chubb and Watson and Miles and Denzel. Yep. So, and I'm, I'm saying even all the way back to 1999. And you know what? I'm going to throw the offensive line in there too because Joel Batonio, it, it, and this is straight from this isn't me shilling for Joel. He's on a Hall of Fame track, even though getting in as a guard's tough. But his his peers say he's the best in the game at his position. So, got to give Joel love. The Wyatt Teller trade uh, with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like the offensive line, pretty good. Pretty good offensive line. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. But I posed the question earlier today, and I've gotten a lot of responses. If we created, if you could create a league comprising of only Browns players since 1999, and it, it involves their actual careers, like that's what you're going to get mm-hmm. if you draft them. 
Who are the first five draft picks in an only since 99 Cleveland Browns draft pick? Now, uh, are we talking about just pure drafted and developed by the Browns, or are we just talking in general guys that have played here, like Deshaun? You know, Deshaun Watson was acquired and brought here. Guys that guys have played here. Just okay. So it's they just had to wear a jersey. Well, Miles Garrett's uh, probably number one, if mm-hmm. not. I would say I'm making the assumption that Deshaun Watson is going to be the player we all expect him to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I. Need an asterisk next to my response. Obviously, he he would have to be number one because quarterback is the most important position. Franchise quarterback, most important position. So he would probably be number one. Miles Garrett would be number two. Not Joe. Joe Thomas would be number three because uh, Hall of Famer again. Again, we're we're drafting as if we're drafting, right? Mm-hmm. So you take the, the you take your. Quarterback number one, you take your franchise edge rusher number two, you take your franchise left tackle number three. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see my train of thought there? Yep. Um, and then I, I would probably go Nick Chubb four, mm-hmm. just just because he is entering uh, the record books in you know <laughs> Jim Brown territory here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number five, man. I mean, I think once you get to four, it really opens up. Between yeah, it, it number five is real tough. I could go Joe Hayden. Mm-hmm. I could go Denzel Ward. I could go Alex Mack. A- Alex, yeah, Alex Mack. I could go Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go. I think if you want to go deep cut, I think you can go Jameer Miller. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it was only three years, but those yeah, were three he, as good of three years as we've had from any defender. I, I, not any miles. I know, just not a lot around around him though. It was like Jameer Miller and then the rest of the bunch. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, you, you, put some respect on Orpheus Roy. I'm I am an Orpheus Roy Homer. <laughs> um, so yeah, number five is where things get really really hairy. We Maybe didn't even I mention say, Cameron Wimbley. Yeah, nah, nah no. What we um, got against Cameron Wimbley? Nah, enough longevity. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, they did trade him. What? Yeah. It, it was going into year five, right? Because they didn't want to yeah. deal with a rookie contract. Darrell, what Browns player over the last 20 years would be most likely to give their playbook to an opponent? Johnny Mansell. Okay. Okay. All right. So Keith went Dwayne Bow. At, 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 at a bar in Vegas. <laughs> he wouldn't even know. Right. Uh, Keith, he'd leave, he'd leave his iPad or his Windows, whatever they use, right? He'd leave surface. the tablet in the club. Well, there'd be some residue left on that uh, tablet. I don't know. If you believe the, the Odell come get me, maybe it's Odell. That's not a bad one. So uh, Keith went uh, Dwayne Bow. I said Kenny Britt. Yeah, Kenny Britt was a piece of work, and I think I'm being very polite I was going to say, say piece that. of work is nice. Yeah. Well, piece I'm trying of to be nice here, Dustin. Been... It's a Friday evening. Oh, I know. Yeah, Ke- Kenny Britt's up there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that that year was special because um, they were winless. They were like 0-7 or 0-8, and I filmed them dancing at practice. And the receivers coach uh, dropped a couple of colorful instructions in his direction, basically telling him to stop dancing because he missed a rep. And I infamously had tweeted with video, no audio, because again, you know, to be fair to the uh, integrity of the practice field, without sharing what was said by the coach, I had tweeted something to the effect with the video, clearly the Browns are enjoying their winless season a lot more than the fans were. 
And that is what led to Duke Johnson wanting to beat me up. Yeah, I, that I'm not giving you a chance against Duke. Oh, oh no, I was <laughs> I, I was dead man walking had that happened. Yeah, I yeah, that would not have ended well for me. Yeah, how dare you tweet out that thing that a Browns player did that was deeply respectful to the Browns winning? My <laughs> God. I just this that is, winning so, culture they were establishing at the time. So in fairness, this is why I I try to not get too worked up about the Browns. Like I think and I, you fail miserably. I just want to point that out. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I got triggered by the the play calling conversation earlier this week because Which I don't know why. Because it's, it's a, I understand the, the the question has to be asked to get it on the record and that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I was over that last year. Dude ain't giving it up. He came here to call plays and be the head coach. He ain't giving it up. Okay. Well, well be, <laughs> no, I, I, but I think the point is he finally made changes. Everywhere right. else, he he fired his defensive coordinator, which he didn't do last year. He fired the uh, special teams coach, which he which he didn't do last year. And you know, last year the opportunity didn't present itself, right? Uh, this year it did, meaning to at least explore the idea of giving up play calling, right? Because the only staff change was Drew Petzing is now your uh, quarterbacks coach, and TC McCartney is your tight ends coach. This year, you brought in another coach. You did you know, like Bill Musgrave. I don't care. This senior uh, offensive assistant. All right. You did, and and all you did was bring in a homeboy from Minnesota, a guy that you've known, who might help you explore some spread concepts. In, so to me, in, it was less that he thought. Like to yeah. me, it's to me the frustrating thing, Daryl, is he didn't even entertain the idea. And I think I think everybody in that organization should be entertaining ideas and asking hard questions. And I think Kevin himself maybe didn't hold himself to the same standard that he held Joe Woods and Mike Prefer. Well, I'll say this. In defense of the Musgrave thing and the homeboy, like, that's the NFL. Uh, that's fair. That's not, that, that's not a Kevin Stefanski. That, that's the NFL. Um, as far as him the, in, the, in the play calling and the adjustments, you know, Alex Van Pelt's going to be the quarterback's coach. Again, not revelatory. That, that's what AVP did the first two years. They actually had AVP step aside last year to do Drew Petzing a solid and prepare him to go get this coordinator job with Gannon in Arizona. Like, they were doing the, hmm. the guy a solid. Um, so, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but look, he has made it clear from the day he took the job that he wants to call the plays. And that's fine. And look, I, I was the one in the middle of the season that was, you know, yelling and screaming, hey, do you want to be the offensive coordinator or do you want to be the head coach while, you know, the defense was going down the drain? Um, and I, st- I, I stand by it. I, I, st- I still agree with it. You know, he, he does have responsibility there. But to his credit, he brought in two guys uh, in Bubba Ventrone and Jim Schwartz that don't need somebody to have in the the hand in the cookie jar, if you know what I'm saying. Like last year, they needed Kevin Stefanski to get involved in the defense, and it didn't happen, and the defense didn't get better. Um, the, I, going into this year, based on the hires, we'll see how obviously things play out. I don't have those concerns. Fine, go play with the offense, Kevin. That's fine, because Jim Schwartz, more than capable of running the defense by himself. Bubba Ventrone, very capable of handling special teams by itself. So the offense better be on point this year. The play calling better be on point this year. Deshaun Watson better look like the guy we saw in Houston in 2019-2020, where he was just absolutely making 
opposing defenses look stupid, right? That's what needs to happen this fall. This offense for the Browns needs to become one of the better ones in the league. It needs to be prolific and explosive. And Watson needs to be dynamic and explosive as the starting quarterback. Daryl, great stuff, buddy. And hey, uh, you and Dan did a great job today we love from that 10 to today. 2. So, and I and I and we uh we referenced your just Chuck First Energy Stadium into the lake and nobody would care cuz uh that was funny. That was very very funny. We appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.